On the resurrection morning When all the dead in Christ shall rise I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life Eternal soul In weakness, raised in power Ready to live in paradise I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life I'll have a new home Glory, glory With the redeemed Lord God Never there will be no more sorrow No, no more pain There'll be no more strife Yes, raising the likeness In of my Savior Ready to live I'll be glad I'll have a new body Praise the Lord I'll have a new life Eternal Free From every imperfection Youthful and happy I shall be Lost in victory I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life Oh yes, I'll have a new home Glory, glory With the redeemed Never God Never stand There'll be no more sorrow No, no more pain, pain There'll be no more strife Yes, raising the likeness In of my likeness Ready to live I'll be glad I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life Trump of God shall sound. I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. Eternal grace. All bursting saints are shouting heavenly beauty all around. I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. Oh, yes. I'll have a new home. Glory, glory. With reading, no understand. No more pain, there'll be no more strife Yes, raising the likeness of my Savior Ready to live I'll be glad I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life Eternal Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be Welcome to the Passion for Christ show So glad to have you, friend Hey, I'm your host, Bruce Kessler, and I just want to let you know I'm part of the greatest movement ever, a follower of Jesus Christ, because you see, in Him and Him alone, I find peace, joy, happiness, forgiveness. I'm blessed beyond measure, more than I could ever deserve. My goal here is very simple. That is to encourage you, friend, along the way, to help you find your passion in life in Jesus Christ. Upcoming in our study segment, we're going to be talking about self-examination. That's right. Self-examination. But before we get there, a few things along the way. And the first is Headline News. Well, now, get this, folks. You won't believe this one bit. California Governor Gavin Newsom on Wednesday signed a bill into law that critics say forces insurance companies to conceal from parents the medical services their children are receiving. Can you believe that, folks? Including when it involves such controversial ones as abortion, puberty blockers, and cross-sex hormones. Mm -mm -mm. 
the new law prohibits insurance companies from requiring minors to receive authorization from policy-holding parents for sensitive services. The law defines sensitive services as mental and behavioral health, sexual and reproductive health, sexually transmitted infections, substance use order, disorder, gender-affirming care, and intimate partner violence. The phrase gender-affirming care includes gender transition treatments for transgenderism. Can you believe that, folks? Further, the law requires the insurance company to direct all communications about the service to the child and prohibits the company from disclosing the information to the parents unless the child allows it. Critics say it infringes on parental rights. How can moms and dads protect their children if insurance companies deliberately keep them in the dark? We should be encouraging parents and families to be involved in their children's lives, not removing them further from it. Mm, mm, mm. Folks, stunning news. Newsom signs bill allowing children to hide abortions, transgender treatments, from their parents. Woo! Folks, I would try to find a way to get out of California. <laughs> That's just my humble opinion anyway. Mm. Wow. Well, now get this. A new Christian social media platform is scheduled to launch in 2022 and will provide a space that solely houses Christian content for believers all around the world. The platform, titled Faith Meet, that's F-A-I-T-H-M-E-E-T, the platform entitled Faith Meet was created and founded by Goodwin Rose Samuel. He argued that platforms like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram do not provide sufficient Christian content, so he wanted to create a platform that is catered towards Christians. Christians have to spend long amounts of time sifting through other non-Christian and secular content to find the Christian content on these other apps. Even with the faith-filled content available, it is not even God-centered because it distracts from the focus of the Jesus-focused Gospels. As a result, Samuel created FaithMeet. He was motivated to create a social media platform not only to provide quality social content for Christians, but also to help believers focus on God even more. The new, flat, the new platform will also include a chatting feature where believers can encourage each other and talk about God's Word. There you go, folks. Can you believe that? New social media platform hosting only Christian content to launch in 2022. It's called Faith Meet. Faith Meet. Well, now get this, friend, get this. During a Christian men's conference on Saturday, Academy Award winner actor Denzel Washington shared what God has been telling him every time he prays. He was one of the several key speakers at the First Baptist Orlando's The Better Man event. 
during a 30-minute sit-down discussion, Washington told the audience that God is urging him to share his word. In every prayer, all I hear is, feed my sheep. That's what God wants me to do, Denzel Washington said. While Washington often asks what God's message to him means, he comes to realize in recent years that there are all kinds of sheep. So that's why I talk to experienced shepherds to help guide me, he says. During the faith-filled talk, Washington said, what is our role as a man as the world continues to change? The John Wayne formula is not quite fit right now, but strength, leadership, power, authority, guidance, patience are God's gift to us as men, he said. We have to cherish that and not abuse it that's right folks he told the men in the audience about his own battles and living for God despite playing redemptive characters on screen citing the Bible the actor noted that in the last days we'll become lovers of ourselves as he warned about seeking fame the number one photograph now is a selfie so we all want to lead. We're willing to do anything, ladies and young men, to be influential. Fame, he says, is a monster. And we all have these ladders and battles, roads we have to walk in our given lives. Be you famous or whoever's out there listening, we all have our individual challenges. Cliche money doesn't make anything better. Fame just magnifies the problems and opportunities. He advised men seeking success to stay on your knees and listen to God. I hope that the words in my mouth and the meditation of my heart are pleasing in God's sight. But I'm human just like you, Daniel Washington said. What I have will not keep me on this earth for one more day. Share what you know. Inspire who you can. Seek advice. If you want to talk to one, someone, talk to the one that can do something about it. Constantly develop these habits. There you go. Denzel Washington encourages men to stay in prayer. Amen. What a success story there. And prayer is a big part of our success. Amen, folks. Amen. And glory. Hallelujah. And that's our headline news for this broadcast. And now, this day in church history. In 1964, Paul Carson became the international face of foreigners held captive by Simba rebels in the Congo. A missionary doctor, he could have fled when the terrorist group approached. Instead, he chose to stay. 100,000 people looked to him as their only doctor. His concern for others proved fatal to him. The rebels captured him and took him to Stanleyville, treated him cruelly before killing him. He was able to send a few letters to his wife and family. Here is one dated on this day. In September 1964, shortly before he was taken to Stanleyville. 
My dearest Lois, Wayne, Lynn, Mom, Dad, and all, I have to go to Stanleyville. I do not know the future. I do not expect to see you in this life again. I'm sorry, honey, I did this to you, but I didn't realize. I trusted in God, and there must have been and is a reason for all of this. Tell everyone to labor harder for Christ for me. I love you all very much. One of the hardest things has been to be causing much suffering. Tell everyone at our mission that we must follow Christ Jesus, our Lord. And that's this day in church history. And now, folks, we take a little bit of time now to do our thankfulness segment. We find a passage that reminds us to always be thankful to God. Our thankfulness passage for this broadcast is Exodus 15, verse 2. And here it says, The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. He is my God. And I will praise him, my Father's God, and I will exalt him. Amen, folks. God is our strength, our defense, our only salvation. He deserves our praise every day. And that's our thankfulness passage for this segment. Now, folks, we have a little bit of fun with this. And name that Bible character. Here is your clue. Here is your clue. I was the man whose sons divided and occupied the isles of the Gentiles. Who am I? Here's your clue one more time. I was the man whose sons divided and occupied the isles of the Gentiles. Who am I? Interesting clue. Interesting clue indeed. We'll reveal the final answer to that tantalizing clue following our study segment. So stay tuned, folks, for that exciting reveal and our final segment of Name That Bible character welcome to our study for this broadcast pull up a chair pull up your bibles pull up your cup of coffee or hot tea or cold drink and let's study out of god's fantastic and powerful word well our study today is going to be called self-examination and i take this from a funeral service that i was part of sadly i was called by my old next door neighbor and uh, his son had passed away and it was unexpected of course and uh, i haven't seen him in 10 years and so it was it was a shock well during the service there was a young man that um, participated in the service with a testimonial and uh, he mentioned several things in that testimonial that really had my head scratching. He quoted a an atheist humanist 
author by the name of Kurt Vonnegut, who wrote Slaughterhouse-Five and many other books. But he's famous for um, uh, taking shots, little pit shots here and there, towards Christianity. He basically even admitted that his forefathers who came to America did not believe in God. And he also claimed that he was a Christ-worshipping agnostic, or sometimes he would also say he was a Christ-loving atheist. And um, But he had a famous quote in his book, Slaughterhouse Five, saying, And so it goes. And so, and so it goes. Every time somebody died, every time a, a life uh, was ended or something died, basically it was to show that we alone control our destiny. We alone can do something. No one else and nothing else can or will. Basically, the idea, of course, is we're the only ones that can save ourselves, basically. At first, when this young man was bringing this guy up, it really had me a little bit incensed. And 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 the more I talked, the more I thought about it, the more I realized, you know, this is opportunity for me to learn. This is opportunity for me to self-examine my beliefs and my faith. And this writer, um, Kurt Vonnegut. Um, he had a lot of criticism about Christianity. You know, why is it that we who claim to have God on our side and love God and love Christ, how is it that we can hurt more people and and be hypocrites to more people and criticize the fact that God doesn't value all humans or that God's word doesn't hold the answers to all of the problems of humanity. And um, the truth of the matter is it made me think. And so it was a criticism that I tried to channel to something good. And so just for a little while, I wanted to answer some of those criticisms. The Bible regards all humans as intrinsically valuable, friend. John 3, verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. God loved the world. He gave His Son. Whoever believes in Him should not perish. There is a choice. There is a freedom there. God loves all people. Acts chapter 10, verse 34 and 35. And opening his mouth, Peter said, I most certainly understand now that God is not one to show partiality. But, listen friend, in every nation, the man who fears him and does what is right is welcome to him. God does not show partiality. He's opened the door to all nations. He used to be in the children of Israel in the Old Testament, that there was one nation that was His people. But now Christ has come and now it's an international gospel message for all people, for all time. And the church 
transcends the barriers between men and women and rich and poor. Galatians chapter 3 verse 23 says, But before faith came, we were kept in custody under the law, being shut up to the faith which was later to be revealed. Therefore, the law has become our tutor to lead us to Christ so that we may be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor. For you are all, you listen for him, you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free man. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. See, that's where we come together in unity. That's where we are all one. That's where we are all united in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's descendants, heirs according to the promise. The church transcends all of these petty things in the world that we see today. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies of of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. For you once were not a people, but now you are the people of God. You, friend, whether you're black, whether you're white, whether you're Mexican, whether you're Chinese, whether you're rich or whether you're poor, whether you're a man or whether you're a woman, it doesn't matter. You have not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. You are now, we are all the people of God problem is friend and this is where the just criticism is is that sometimes we don't reach the standards of god sometimes we fail at life sometimes we don't live up to these lofty standards that god has set for us and jesus is very interested in how we portray ourselves to the world salt remember salt losing its savor or when you prayed, Jesus says, don't be like these hypocrites. Or like he says in Matthew chapter 7, don't be judgmental, pointing out the sins of others while you have far worse. But first remove the beam out of your own eye. So Jesus was very interested in the fact that we don't become hypocrites to the world. And that's where the real rub, that's where the justified criticism is. And that's what made me set up and take notice. Instead of being bothered by what this young man was saying in the, in the funeral service, it really made me dig in and see, well, you know what? We can be better. We should be better. We have to be better. Or the gospel won't mean anything. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 3 says, His divine power has granted us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us to His own glory and excellence. Now that's what we should be preaching. And anything that tears that down is our fault and our problem and we need to fix it. You see, quite simply, friend, the gospel of Jesus Christ is the answer for all humanity has the answers for all humanity's problems. 
And sometimes the people of the world, like this author, uh, Kurt Vonnegut, he identifies problems we tend to ignore ourselves. Ask questions we seek to avoid asking ourselves. And that demands an examination on our part. To look deeply within and see our flaws, admit them, and fix them. 1 John 2 verse 28 says, And now little children abide in Him, so that when He appears, we may have confidence and not shrink from Him in shame at His coming. Friends, we need to self-examine ourselves and make sure we're not hypocrites, that we stand not perfect because no one is, but that we're living up to those high standards that God has set for His people, for His church, so that the gospel message will be received well. Amen, folks. That's our study for this broadcast. Well, amen. What a... What... I tell you what, we, we all need to take time to pray, take time to accept examination, uh, not only as individual Christians, but as a body, as, as a church, to make sure that we're not doing things that's causing the gospel message from being received in the community. Mm, makes you really sit up and take notice, doesn't it, folks? Mm, mm, mm. Self-examination. Well, now, folks, we have the conclusion to name that Bible character. Here was your clue. I was the man whose sons divided and occupied the isles of the Gentiles. Who am I? Japheth. That's right. Japheth. Genesis 10, 1 through 5. Now these are the generations of sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And to them were sons born after the flood. The sons of Japheth, Gomer, and Magog, and Madai, and Javan, and Tubal, and Meshkah, and Tares. And the sons of Gomer, Ashkenaz, and Riphath, Togarmah, and sons of Javan, Elisha, Tarshish, Kittim, Dodanan. By these were the isles of the Gentiles divided in their lands, every one after his tongue, after their families, in their nations. I was the man whose sons divided and occupied the isles of the Gentiles. Who am I? Japheth. In name that Bible character. Well, folks, you too can become a follower of the greatest movement that ever followed Jesus Christ by submitting your life over to Him in repentance and baptism. You'll be blessed beyond measure, more than you could ever deserve or imagine. My goal here is very simple. That is to encourage you, friend, along the way and help you find your passion in life in Jesus Christ. Visit our website, normanchurch.com, normanchurch.com. Well, friend, I just want to tell you this. What a privilege and an honor it's been for me to have you walking along my side during this broadcast. 
May God bless you. Do 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 do. Kind of group do be. Do 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 do. Kind of group do be. Do 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 do. Feeling kind of easy. Hard life put behind me. Rolling down the road now. All my sins are gone now. Feeling kind of groovy. Oh yeah, I'm feeling kind of groovy and I'm singing to the music of my Lord. I'm really singing joy to the Lord. Oh yes, I'm singing hallelujah, giving thanks to Jesus Christ, my awesome Lord. I'm really singing joy to the Lord. Do 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 do. Kind of groovy. Do 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 do. Kind of groovy. Do 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 Feeling kind of easy. Walking with my Lord now Jesus guides my life now Gives me strength and power Hallelujah, praise His holy name Oh yeah, I'm feeling kind of groovy And I'm singing to the music of my Lord I'm really singing Oh yes, I'm singing hallelujah, giving thanks to Jesus Christ, my awesome Lord. I'm really singing joy to the Lord. Oh yeah, I'm feeling kind of groovy, and I'm singing to the music of my Lord. I'm really singing joy to the Lord. If you are tired and heavy burden, let me introduce you to the blessed Lord. I'm really singing. Joy to the Lord, feeling kind of groovy. Word of God is in you. Rolling down the road now, life is wonderful now. Feeling kind of groovy. Feeling kind of groovy. Feeling kind of easy. Feeling kind of, feeling kind of, feeling kind of easy. Feeling kind of groovy.